Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. Hello, and welcome to my brand new podcast, where we're going to unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. I am Andrea Jansen. I am a leadership coach and diversity strategy consultant. And I am so happy that you're here. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how I got started. I'm going to share my journey with you from working in the corporate law world to leaving and starting my coaching business and eventually finding my way into this space of diversity consulting. So how did I get started? I am a pretty ambitious person and I started my career in the corporate world, climbing the corporate ladder. And when I felt I was ready for a promotion, I went out and got it. I created that opportunity for myself. I either asked for it at my current company or I went out and I found a new job and I got it that way by moving companies. Um, Things are going really well, but fast forward a couple years, I got married, I had two kids and there was this great opportunity for my husband to move cities for a new job and things really changed for me. Uh, We were living in Toronto before that, which is a big city with lots of opportunities. And we moved to Halifax, Nova Scotia, which is on the east coast of Canada. It's a smaller city and there's just not as many opportunities. But I was excited because I had this desire in my heart for a long time, a really long time to start my own business. But I felt that in Toronto, there were so many opportunities. So it was really easy for me if I was ready for that next step to go out and find it. And that became my comfort zone. So this opportunity to move gave me permission to really go out on my own and see what I could do. And things were really great at first. I had started this business. I had a business partner. And then I had my third child. And at the same time, the business totally fell apart. And it's interesting that it happened at the same time as me having a baby because it really didn't have anything to do with me having a child. The timing just worked out that way. Um, So I ended up making the decision to walk away from this business. And what happened was I didn't feel really great about myself. I was actually ashamed and I felt like I was a failure because having a career was so important to me and I had put so much work into it. So I had gone back to school to get my MBA. I did it part-time. Before I started this business, I went back to school to get a certificate in executive coaching. And then I was going out on my own and it was a total failure for me. And it didn't feel that great. And around that time, so this was summer of 2017, Um, I was taking care of my three kids most of the time, just figuring out what am I going to do next? Like, how am I going to recover from this? What are my options? And then kind of there was a sign from the universe that came into my mailbox in the form of a Chatelaine magazine. And if you're not familiar with this publication, it is a Canadian women's magazine. It's a lifestyle magazine. So they share recipes, they have fashion advice, there's some workouts in there. And they kind of talk a little bit about work, but it's not really um, super in depth. Um, 
The interesting thing about this though, that's really interesting is that I wasn't actually a subscriber at the time. This was one of those free samples that they send to you hoping that you will subscribe to the magazine. Um, so I put the magazine in the bottom of my stroller, went to the park and I started reading it when my kids were playing. And what it said, there was an article in it about women and ambition in Canada. So they had surveyed a thousand women in Canada between the ages of 35 and 45 about work, ambition, what they were striving for in their careers. And this article said that 83% of women are somewhat or not really ambitious. So that means only 17% of women are like truly owning the fact that they're ambitious or really ambitious. And the kicker for me was I read this stat that they said that two thirds of these women would not take their boss's job, even if it was offered to them. So in that moment, it was like looking in the mirror for me. I was that living, breathing example of these statistics. I know we always say like, oh, I'm not the statistics. I'm better than the statistics, but this is the truth. I was that woman who had lost her ambition and had really given up on the idea of having a fulfilling career. And kind of at the same time, a lot of people were talking about the gender gap. So how men make more money than women and that men rise to leadership at a faster rate than women. And I was thinking, how are we ever going to close the gender gap if two thirds of us are not even willing to step up into that leadership role? when it's handed to us. So these two thirds of women, they said they would not take their boss's job even if it was offered to them. And I realized that, you know what? I am not okay with this. This is not okay for me. This is not okay for you. And this is not okay for all the women that I know out there that have so much potential that are probably not using it. And so, I love numbers. So this kind of caused me to do some more research. So, and I found out some more numbers that are not very positive. So number one is I looked up the World Economic Forum Gender Gap Report. And according to that, it is going to take 167 years for the gender gap to close in the workplace. So what that means is that we will not see gender equality in the workplace in my lifetime, which is not okay for me. But more importantly, I have a four-year-old daughter. So right now, if things do not change, it doesn't matter what I tell her. I can tell her to dream the biggest dreams. I can tell her she could be whatever she wants when she grows up. But the reality is it will be a lot harder for her. She will have barriers to leadership if she wants that. And I have two sons. So when I think about my family, um, it's going to be a lot harder for her and it's going to be easier for my sons. And I'm not okay with that. And it's not okay for me. Um, it's not okay. I think about your daughters. It's not okay for your daughters. It's not okay for your nieces. It's not okay for your goddaughters because there is so much potential out there and women and men should have equal opportunities to pursue careers if they want to. So I had to decide what I was going to do about this information because now that I knew it, I couldn't unknow it. I knew this and I had a, had this feeling that 
I needed to do something about it. So I had to decide if I wanted to step up and be a part of the change or if I was going to wait around and take the chance that somebody else would figure this out. And this is an elephant-sized problem. It is huge. The government needs to step up. Schools need to step up. Employers need to step up. HR departments need to step up. Senior leaders need to step up. Families, even how we talk in our families, we need to step up and start doing things a little bit differently. Everybody needs to work together or else it's going to be 167 years. And for me, I made a decision that day that I needed to do something first for myself because I was not okay being a part of that statistic of the woman that had kind of given up on the idea of a fulfilling career. But I also had to make that decision that I wanted to do this for the women that are coming behind me. So I like to take action. I like to get things done. So I got to work and I made a women's leadership coaching program and I got clients, which was awesome. And my business started to take off. And then I got a paid speaking engagement, which was amazing. And then I got another one, which was so awesome. And one of these engagements was to be a moderator on a panel discussion. And on this panel was who somebody who is now my good friend, Dr. Allison Byrne. And she is a professor at Memorial University in Newfoundland. And she studies gender and leadership. So she has a PhD and she studies these numbers about really what is it going to really take for us to see change that we can measure for us to change those numbers so that we can actually make that 167 years shorter. So we're doing this panel discussion and something really interesting happened. So Dr. Byrne was talking about the latest evidence and realizing like what needs to happen in the workplace for us to see change, for us to see more women rise into leadership positions. And I realized that I actually got it wrong. This leadership coaching program that I created that was focused 100% on women wasn't actually going to change the numbers. And on this panel, Dr. Ellison Byrne had the studies to back this up. And on that day, I learned the truth that if things are really going to change, we actually need to look at it from a workplace culture perspective. We need to change the culture in the workplace. So that means if you want to change the culture in the organization, it starts from the top down. And today, most senior leaders are male. So that means for the workplace to get better for women, we actually need to get men involved. And if we don't, things are not going to change. I kept in touch with Dr. Allison Byrne and I actually hired her to help me figure this out. So I hired her to help me make my coaching programs right because I wanted to make sure that my female clients knew the truth, that if they wanted to get ahead, they if they wanted to make the workplace better for themselves and also for the women around them, the best thing they can do for their careers and to change the culture is to engage the senior leaders in their organization. And yes, today, most of those people are male. And my clients started doing that and they started getting promotions. They started having more impact. And the really cool thing that happened is that they started the conversation with men 
in their organizations about working towards diversity and getting men involved in the conversation about what things need to change if we really want to embrace diversity here in our company. And now I work with companies in a different way. So I still have my women's leadership coaching programs, which is the way that I want to explain it a little bit. And that is really kind of working to close the gender gap from the bottom up. So that's the idea of filling the talent pipeline with really talented women. So when positions open up in organization, there's a talent pool that is ready to go and companies have talented people to choose from, people that are capable, people that are ready to go to take that next step. So that is one way I work with people. But the other way, and this kind of opened up this door for me, is that I realized I really need to work with senior leaders from the top down. So we really need to kind of have a different conversation about what it's really going to take in the organization and what things need to change so that we can start changing workplace culture and actually make the workplace somewhere where women can thrive. So that's how I got started in this. And it's really, really exciting. So if you walk away from this podcast with one learning, um, what I would hope that is, is that it's not about women only. So if we really want to make the workplace better for women, it's an issue that both genders need to tackle. So men and women both need to be on on board. So If you want to learn more about this, you can subscribe to my podcast. This is my first episode um, and I'm going to be having my next episode and I'm going to unpack and really talk about why um, most companies are actually buying their women's leadership programs from men and what that means. So you can subscribe and then you can hear my next episode. And you can also, if you're interested in learning more about what it's really going to take and joining the conversation about how you can start doing something to close the gender gap at work, you can sign up for my email list um, by going to my website. I send a newsletter out every Sunday with strategies and the most recent research about what it's really going to take. So head to my website. It's andreajansen.com. A-N-D-R-E-A-J-A-N-Z-E-N.com. So thank you for listening.